Hello, 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 and you're all very welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we'd love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. How are we doing, Chris? Not too bad. Yourself, Shane? Great. It's great to actually yeah. have you here for real this time. Yeah, look, I can do this. Yeah. That's totally real. We, we just created man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you're all well. We're uh, This is great. Exciting to have Chris in studio for real. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be doing a show about untapped resources, which is something we've kind of touched on a lot before, but we're going to get a bit more in depth. Chris has done a blinder now, pulling a few bits and pieces together that we're going to talk about. And we've also got a few little updates that we'll get into later on. Um, We're doing way more live content now, guys, and we're moving to kind of more of a late night slot, kind of 8.30 slot. Uh, It'll still be Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, but we've also got some other surprises kind of coming that will be going out over the weekend, but that's that's coming yeah. up, so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, any other news, Chris? Or? Not too much, really. Um, we've got a great show coming up with um, Derek Clear. Derek Clear, yeah. yeah sorry, yeah. brain custard there. <clears throat> yeah, that's okay. Uh, Just speak up a, t- a wee bit, Chris. Oh, my volume's a bit low now, <clears throat> is it? A wee bit. <clears throat> How about now? think that's better yeah. yeah yeah so we a show coming up with Derek clear and um we're gonna have probably oh no in fact you know what that's actually got we taped it today but it's going out friday yeah and um, but this show that we're doing right now is going out live it, no it's not well it... no it's not we're not live right now oh are you no, right? no 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 we're not but we are going to um i think when is this coming saturday happy saturday everybody yeah <laughs> happy uh saturday yeah, yeah, yeah. It's saturday or yeah or, that's yeah. right that's right uh, yeah. sure We'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, there's no more posts. That's pretty, pretty much the yeah. move now. Is we're trying to do as much as we can live, um. But like stuff will be, it, everything gets recorded live, and then it gets it, it'll be streamed live, and then most of the time, me or mm. Chris will be there to kind of chat and inter- interact a bit. Um, we're going to be going on, out on Twitch soon. We're still looking at that. We did our first few uh, like really big simulcast there. We're going out on so many different uh, platforms. Wriggling my chair. Sorry oh, sorry. <laughs> the joys of being together in the same studio yeah. right now, guys. No, it's great. But um, we're we're on so many platforms now. We're ma- our main hub is really Spreaker.com. So if you can head over to Spreaker, guys, and you know it's such a people generally a lot of times don't. Um, uh, s- sign up or log in but there's content on YouTube now that if you want to be able to access it you're going to have to log in because it's marked for like a, a more of a mature ad. audience yeah. so if you still want to have access to that you're going to have to um, and some stuff will be uh, uh, going, we're going to have like a, pro, a kind of member section thing or some. it's going to be members first basically guys high co- the high quality stuff will go in there first the uh, high audio and video higher audio and video quality and then it goes out later as a stream so if you prefer the, the higher quality stuff and you'd like to help us out, keep an eye out for that. We're hoping to get that rolling by uh, January by the new year. By yeah. the new year. But we're we're gonna aim for that. So the other thing, if you want to get in touch, guys, you can email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com and we've got a great blog over on our website there if you want to follow the links and or check the description. Uh, so yeah, please do get in touch. You know whether you, you have something that you think might be worth us ha- taking a look at or speaking about, or you have an idea for a guest or anything like that, or or projects. It yeah. is the, it is it is a general project outreach project. Mm. Uh, so that's all the blurbs. So Chris, onwards and upwards. Yeah, we'll talk about untapped resources. So uh, we'll start with a definition of what a resource is. So a resource is a stock 
or supply of money, materials and staff and other assets that can be drawn upon by a person, um, organisation in order to further, to function effectively. So basically that means anything you can use within your industry or life is a resource. You know, it's like the resource management games. So there's there's a kind of like, there is a sense of it like it's kind of essential stuff yeah. for a particular purpose. Yeah. And I mean, like there's so many different types of resources. So we're probably going to start with human resources. Yeah. Because that's the most important one, really. Mm. It's the biggest overlooked one as well. Yeah. Yeah. To be. Oh, there's a lot of companies out there treating their staff just like numbers as opposed to like resources. Yeah. You know, because... Um, it's about the balance sheet. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And like, and it's kind of backfiring on them now, like certain industries right now, it's all over. It's it's in the news. We don't need to, need to name any specific industries because the reality is it's actually kind of happening everywhere. A lot of people are out sick, you know, mm. uh, in loads of different things and in public health and everything. And it's getting to a dangerous kind of flashpoint, I think, now. Where, oh, yeah. You know, we do need to really be extra vigilant now, I think, as far as looking after ourselves and each other because infrastructure right now is um, kind of, you know, re- under mega, yeah. mega pressure. Like there's some industries where they've been stepping on people for years, making promises, and then got turned around to them in times like this and going, oh, please help us out. Yeah. But like... And then, then going, and then kind of making more promises and then going back on it. Again. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be a recurring pattern all right. Oh, yeah. You know, not that we're going to name any industries like... Because no. um, like we said, it's happened kind of across the board. It wouldn't mm. really be fair to... to uh, yeah. I think I think a lot of people can relate to what we're saying regardless of any particular industry as such, you know. Yeah, and then, like, we've got the inclusion as well, like, people with disabilities becoming more of a a workforce, you know, and that's great, like... It's brilliant, because the fact is, is that there are some things that I would advocate that people with disabilities have actually more to offer in some respects, Mm. because they bring a, a different perspective, which is, it's now great that the conversation has picked up as far as diversity and how... Like from a business standpoint, even your 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 business will operate better if you have a diverse workforce and a diverse team because it's truer to real life as yeah. well. You know, so you're dealing with a multicultural, multi kind of everything society. So why would you have a homogenous group trying to organise your business? That's it. You know, and it's been proven. That's been proven to be the case that generally companies that are kind of open to the actively work on diversity and inclusion uh, are seem to be the companies that are already able to pivot when they have to. So they're kind of already in in, in, in a space where they can mm. maybe do that, but it's kind of been proven that it's actually really effective to yeah. be bringing in um, these other options that are out there that have been untapped as mm. as You know, and then there's a lot to be said for dyslexic thinking as well. You know, everybody, every company says, let's think outside the box. But like dyslexics have a hard time thinking inside the box. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I know, it's funny. And that's an interesting story. Like we've covered that a good bit, dyslexia. And I was actually chatting to someone there recently who, who would have been in school like 10, 10 or 12 years 
uh, before me. And back then, I mean, for us, Chris, it was it was kind of starting to be understood, but it was still there was still a lot of standing in the corner, so you didn't interrupt the rest of the class. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of that going on, um, but when you go back a bit further, it's like actually it's kind of it's it's really sad. Um, so it's great to see that we're moving forward on that. But that's a, a, a dyslexic thinking one is one we covered. It's over there in the link to hope gallery uh, on the Cam Project's website. Mm. If you're interested in taking a look at that, but that again has been proven. It's divergent thinking is one of the things. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, being able to think in a more three D perspective. And it's not just um, that it's it's it goes for there's this this other thing I'm really starting to tune into now is neurodiversity because that goes outside of just talking about one particular um, yeah oh dyslexia or autism or these different things it's like there's a bigger picture to all of this and it's about inclusion and accessibility and the more accessibility and inclusion we have the better off we're all going to be too right yeah yeah. So it's a good cause and it's a good thing to talk about and kind of tune into. And it's, to be honest, like there's a whole industry starting to st- uh, start up around all of this kind of stuff. And more, especially with online, like digital accessibility is another thing. I suppose, Chris, it's worth mentioning that that's a big part of what we do here is trying to give a voice to people that need a bit of a yeah. leg up or could, or could really benefit from a bit of help. And I mean, like we have one friend of ours uh um, who who who's been kind of help? He's a great guy to talk to and stuff, and he's got some good ideas and stuff. An artist and a writer and a poet, but he doesn't have a computer. He doesn't barely has a smartphone. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, well, look, let's we can do something. We, we can, can use the resources something. we have to help you do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. So that's again, that's why we, this is a topic that we're really very kind of like. We, like we said, we've already touched on it, but we've really been wanting to get into it for a while. So, well, Chris, let's see. We, we'll come back to education and future thinking a little bit. How about material resources and the circular economy? We've, yeah, the cradle-to-cradle had... approach. Um, I mean, like, one thing that I have been looking into in a big way is fast fashion and how disposable, like, the clothes are considered to be nowadays. Mm-hmm. And there's massive, massive, massive mountains in um, one of the deserts in the world. Um, oh, it's the driest desert. The Chile de- Chilean desert, um, mm. whatever. It's, I've forgotten the name of it. And um, there's massive mountains of just clothes that are sitting in that desert. They're you know, being brought in to be redistributed and resold and this. And anything that's left just gets dumped in a big pile. Mm-hmm. And like... A lot of that stuff is going to take about 200 years to biodegrade. Yeah, well, I've got a shocker for anyone that's um, that, that's watching the video right now. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff that we're interested in covering and some one or two people who've reached out to... Well, they kind of reached out to us as well, but hmm. we're not going to... Here's some stuff that's going on. Yeah, uh, here's... Ugandan... Uh, is it, I don't know if this is actually Uganda. It could be... Nairobi, yeah. Nairobi. Um, so this is our, this is just our Twitter thing. I'm gonna pull it up here, guys. You're looking at a river of plastic. Okay, they literally come along with dump mm. trucks, and just dump. And it's not their rubbish. No, that's no. not coming from from. They're not. That's not produced locally or even close to it. Yeah, it's brought there like across land and across sea. So anybody kind of interested in this conversation that's on Twitter could can find us on Twitter there. We've been kind of getting the conversation going a bit on this kind of sure. circular economy and recycling yeah. and pollution. And we were talking about COP26 and all that kind of stuff, which we'll be coming back to mm. as well. There's also the Plastic Island as well, which is a bit of a shocking thing. You know, That's Jack's uh, one. 
the or no, Plastic Island. What's yeah. that, Chris? Sorry, it's also known as the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, right? And it's a place where all the all the currents kind of converge a little bit, mm. and every bit of stuff that ends out in the sea ends out there. Yeah. You know, it's really sad. It's um like there's the Eastern Garbage Patch, which is between Hawaii and California, current California, and then there's the Western Garbage Patch, which is uh east east of Japan. Mm. And basically, it's just massive amounts of plastic bottles and. Bits yeah, I mean, I've seen some solutions to this where they're basically saying that all this plastic that's not going to that can't be biodegraded. They're working out different ways of like how mm. to get it, pick it up out of the ocean. The microplastics though is already a problem. Oh, that's that, a serious problem. Yeah, like, like that's something that like I don't know if there are any solutions on the table yet about that. But but as far as the other larger bits of plastics that haven't really broken down to practically nothing. Um, that we're all saturated in, by yeah. the way. Sorry to be, I hope this is not like freaking out, but this is, yeah, you it's know, in your food, it's in your bed. It's in everything, yeah. it's in everything. And, um, but they're, they're, I've seen things where they're saying that the, 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 the furniture of the future is all going to be made out of that plastic, yeah, because there's that's what else it's, can we the, do with it's it? the easiest thing to do. Um, yeah. I mean, going back to the fashion stuff, there's people are making like knitting wool out of discarded clothes, and there's people making lampshades, and mm. you know. So there is people out there using it, but it's such a small scale industry that's not making an impact. It's fast fashion is the yeah specifically what we're talking about. Yeah, because uh, I saw some great stuff there from uh, the uh, the the um, uh, what's it the AAIA uh, the Association of Amer- um, Indian Americans is that, yeah. is that it yeah um, and they did a cultural fa- fashion show there recently and I found it fascinating that they were kind of coming at it from loads of different angles. It really it was really beautiful stuff they were doing, mm. but there was an educational component to it and there's also a component where they're kind of reclaiming like stuff that basically like fashion companies came along was like oh here's like you know 50 million pairs of moccasin baby which i had moccasins when i was a baby i loved my Mm. kid my mum and dad got them for me but to look at it's like it's a great point they bring up during that conversation of basically how um, there's so much indigenous culture that that made it that did that, a lot of it that didn't but a lot of it has worked its way into Here's an modern pop one. culture and stuff but we need a bigger con- we need a bigger conversation about this so here's, not, here's actually an interesting now, byline, but I thought yeah. that was great like they had their own fashion show and kind of reclaiming the, the cultural their own um, and it's not mm. it's the opposite of fast fashion that's why I really yeah. love that I think um, here's an interesting one for you nearly every person in an existence knows one Inuit word Right, and that word's anorak. Yeah, and anorak is an is an Inuit item of clothing. It means hooded coat, basically. Yeah, we loved our anoraks here as well, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. I had a few of them growing up. Yeah, they're big in the eighties and the early nineties, weren't they? And they lasted forever. Like, like you got one well, when you were it? five and got rid of it when you were ten. Probably <laughs> the seventies, is it? That'd yeah, be the yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, let's move on to solutions, okay? Um, mm. We we mentioned some of the solutions to do with plastic. Um, but where, I was looking at where, where do, do, do. to jump back to something we covered another one. Oh, um, sorry, we, the, ah. the the water one. I just want to get onto the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something we covered before, but water. I had to see. I have it here, Chris, and the notes. Water uses. So was there something else? Was there anything new in there? Or, um, we, we, we're we're wasting a lot of water, which we're wasting resources. Yeah. Therefore, it's an untapped resource. But we covered it before on a show called uh, "Let's Talk About Sustainability." Um, you can check that out, uh, where there are these turbines that you can put inside pipes on the inside mm. of your house and the outside of your house so that every time you turn your tap on or flush the toilet, 
when the water passes through these turbines, it generates a current. Now it's not going to be a lot, but it's something that we're it's something that's yeah. there right now and can be done in a sustainable way. You know, and like, it's it's not net. It's again that would be like, like it's latent energy. It's energy that exists that isn't being used. It's yeah. being untapped, if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. And uh, like this, it's a, the, the buzzword right now is like net zero. We have to get to net zero. Guys, net zero is not enough. We Like, no. uh, like net zero, the fact that the word net is in there means that you're either on one side of the thing or the other. And it's the most vulnerable who are outside of that net and are going to get hammered and flooded and, you mm. know, crops are fed. It's already happening. Mm. It's already happening. And we're going we're gonna to cover it a little, bar, a little bit more. But that's one solution to the water thing. The other thing is like everyone should have, in my opinion, access to clean water. Like yeah. what's going on there? Like, like I think that's actually one of the human rights in it the um, in the the UN accords. Like yeah. is what yeah, you know. So again, like these, we were facing you know as a as a as a race and a species, big questions right now, and it's an oppor- it, 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 it's it's worrying, but it's an opportunity to set things right. And there's a conversation going now, so it is good, I think, to to come to these things with a with a with a calm kind of approach. Um, but you know, as 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 kind of hectic and haywire as it is, there was a lot of the protesting going on there. Yeah. There was a ten thousand arrests on Friday alone in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Um, huge, huge police presence for that. Um, for 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 the uh, the COP twenty six in Glasgow there. So the conversation is going, but I think a calmness thing is really important. Yeah. They're really going to... You know, I mean, if people are out there and they're getting aggressive protesting, that's going to turn public opinion against them, really. You know, it's going to be counterproductive. Well, that's it. It's just going to be energy going down the swally. Swanny. Mm. Maybe it's a untapped resource. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag untapped resource. Yeah. Um, so you were going to jump back to something, Chris? Sorry. Yeah, the 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 like to jump back to um the thing Jack brought up, which was the building industry and kind of cement manufacture being really intensive for energy, but also like burning plastics and old tires and things to to heat the lime. Yeah, to get the to get They're, their uh, what is it they call them the the kiln kind of yeah, to yeah, get yeah. super the, hot was it fourteen hundred yeah degrees yeah or so. to 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 burn off the lime and make it into slaked lime which is the active version of lime. There is actually solar kilns out there. Mm. They use like a refractive thing where they're using mirrors to focus like a magnifying glass. And um, they seem pretty effective. So, I mean, it's not a very expensive system to set up. And then you're saving money on having like transport costs for waste to the cement factories and... like it, It's fair, incredibly inefficient, in other words. Yeah. Sorry, you're hearing a little bumper there. Um, yeah, you know, um, but um, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff going on with that. Like, there's you know, like every sewage treatment facility in Ireland could, with very little work, be turned into a biofuel refinery and produce biomethane gases, <clears throat> which like, oh, there's something I'd like to bring up, Chris. Yeah. It was something that they got mentioned the last day we were talking about this methane thing. That's one of the hot topics right now. Deforestation and methane, that's like as far as mm. the, the conversation right now with COP26 and the environment and all that. That's a big one people are talking about. But we, we, we did mention something to do with the, 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 the harvesting, the natural methane and having a tent. It's stuff that's already there. Yeah, but from landfills and things. Yeah, from landfills. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's actually filtering out the, the gas. Basically. It's not the same as fracking, though, no. is it? No. It, so for anybody, the word fracking did come up, and anybody that might have had a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to that, we're not we're not like advocating. advocating fracking whatsoever. Leave yeah. it in the ground. Please yeah. leave it in yeah. the ground. That's my opinion. It's my own opinion. That's how I feel mm. about this this fossil fuel conversation yeah. that's going on. I the think, methane thing is a separate I thing. Think, specifically yeah. landfill, Chris, yeah. was it? Yeah, basically... It's not the, like cows going around with like hoovers on them because that's no, another one that's, that's going something around. that's actually going yeah, around. Yeah. We don't advocate that either. Um, this is this is about untapped now, resources. In cow, and unex- in cow un- sheds, un- you could possibly do that. Unexploited of resources. Mm. Yeah. If you had an extractor sucking the methane out and compressing it, that yeah. way it's not touching the cows at all. So there's no fear of animal cruelty. Mm. But um, what was I going to say? Jesus. The methane. I asked you about the methane. Yeah, yeah. So how that system works is they put big rods down into it. Mm. And this is where the similarity to fra- down into the landfill. This is where the similarity to fracking comes in, and the difference to fracking. Mm. So what you have is a sloppy mess of landfill. You put these rods down, and then you put a vibration machine on it, and the vibrations shake the gas out. You're not actually putting a gas in like with fracking, where they pump in a gas and then kind of cause micro explosions. You're using vibration to bubble the gas up into the tent, mm-hmm. which then compresses it down into canisters. Mm. Okay, with that, Chris, we're going to take a wee quick break and we're going to be back soon in a minute and uh, we're actually going to go live out on Spreaker and to the usual haunts. We're on, we're on Audible, we're on Spotify, uh, we're on... um, Everything. We're on lots of different stuff and more soon. So let me roll the bumper here. Bumper's giving me a little bit of trouble today, Chris. Yeah. Um, There's nothing new there, is there? (laughs) No. No. That's, that's, That's almost tradition. And here comes the bumper. Hello, hello, hello. You're all very welcome to the Calm Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. And I will just stop our bumper there. We had a wee bumper uh, misfire there for anyone who's... uh... We just did a show there. We're going to do a quick finish up on uh, untapped resources, and we're going out live now uh, to the Twitterverse and to Spreaker.com and to Spotify and Audible and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, a few other ones. So if you're on any of those, or maybe you're on YouTube um, and you're logged in, it'd really help us out if you subscribed, guys, big time, okay? Whether it's over there on Spreaker.com, that helps us out the most. Or if you're just a regular listener, we, we know there's lots of people out there. For a long time, I didn't do the didn't do the subscribe thing. But we do need the support, guys, okay? We really do. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. How you doing, Chris? Not too bad, Shane. Not too bad yourself. I'm great, thanks. Pretty good, yeah. Enjoying this, uh, enjoying, enjoying, enjoying the the, the mm. shows today so far, and also really enjoying that you're here for real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people on Spreaker probably can't tell the difference, but if you're watching the stream anywhere, uh, Chris is actually here in studio with me, physically, like yeah. Like, Which is why we might sound a little bit different than normal. Yeah, but we, but we can actually interact and hand each other things like this. <laughs> Take yeah, it. the phone. Take it. Prove it. Oh, yeah, we shot some... Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. We can actually physically interact, yeah. which is weird. 
It's, it's like when an online romance meets up in the real world and it's like uh... <laughs> so the news is we already mentioned this news earlier on while we were, while we were d- taping this show that's going to go out over the weekend but we're now doing way more live stuff we're moving the slot to a, a nighttime slot so we're going to be kind of going out the usual day is Wednesday Friday Saturday but at 8.30pm that's when we're going to mm. be stuff will be going out live and we'll be here to take uh, you know questions and interact and uh, thoughts and ideas are always welcome because uh, that's kind of the point of what we're doing here uh, open dialogue hashtag open dialogue <laughs> uh, but we better jump straight into it Chris because this is going to be a quick one hmm. so part two of untapped resources now where are we we were talking about methane and we've got to move on micro turbines we mentioned in the pipes water yeah. pipes we've mentioned that a few times before there's also um, the, the piezo crystals and tourmaline pads we could be putting them along public walkways and people walking could actually generate electricity you know? yeah and it's not just a nice, some idea that someone had that was like oh that just sounds crazy this is, this is a real thing we covered mm. it before there's a nightclub in Germany that powers it's got a battery system and these these piezo tourmaline what did you yeah, say I, tar- I say tourmaline because that's what I exper- first came across but piezo crystals it's they're in reaction to heat percussion pressure and friction they generate electric current vibration in other yeah. words any vibration with uh, this material as it compresses and expands, will generate it, an It doesn't even have to be good vibrations. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <for> <clears throat> oh but, we're uh, kind of peaking a bit. Hold on. We're peaking on Spreaker. One, two. Yeah, okay. Okay, mm. sorry, guys. We we were might have been no. but, peaking um, a bit there. So, like, if you had systems like that in public walkways, you could, even if it's just powering the lights on that street, it's taking a bit of pressure off the grid, like... You know? Yeah. Um all sorts of things. Like I keep harping on that electric vehicles could become much more sustainable and much cheaper and easier to attain for the average person if they put an inductive charging lane on the motorways. And that way, like you could also monitor speed because you'd have to have an RFID chip in the car to pay for the few thing. But the most expensive that takes heavy amounts of tracking technology, though, isn't it? Yeah, it would do. Yeah, but it would also um, mean that you don't need half as much battery power in the car. You've no range anxiety, and the most expensive part to produce of an electric car is the battery. Mm. So if you cut that down to a fifth, which would be enough for like most people are on the motorway, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you cut it down to a fifth, you're knocking off like four-fifths of the price of the car. <laughs> like, yeah. That's going to come. Like The yeah. technology will become more... I mean, people are kind of worried about, oh, am I going to have to switch over? This stuff is just coming anyway. Like, oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, they're kind of saying here, well, nobody's going to be forced to do anything. There'll just hmm. be incentives and disincentives, which probably means taxes and stuff. Yeah. Carrot and stick. <laughs> if you're not getting the carrot, you're getting the stick. <laughs> so, moving on to start wrapping this up soon Chris yeah. this is literally a brief one for those on speaker yeah. I've only been on speaker for a few minutes now so um, by far the best untapped resource is the human spirit you know like if people get motivated they can do amazing things mm-hmm. and uh, I mean there's a lot of things telling you to just sit down and be quiet but people should be using their voices effectively you know 
I'm going to do a quick uh, stream check on Spreaker there. Yeah, no worries. Oh, we don't want to play the ads. <laughs> okay, I don't think anyone heard that anyway. Um, no. So I think we kind of covered a lot. We're, 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 we're a good hmm. bit in there. Any other updates, Chris, we need to let people know about? Um, we're going to come back to the untapped resources thing. Yeah. Um, it's really kind of a fairly... Um, what's this? I'm going to bring this up. What's this native forestation plan? Oh, well, it, that was actually a government initiative. It did, hasn't gotten much traction yet, and it's been around for a few years, which is to set aside land that is not being used and reforest it. Um, there's vast tracts of land where it's owned by someone, but there's nothing happening. And to just go in and put native trees in and pay them a stipend for the use of the land, like... It's, and we could be doing that right now, in other words. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are actually doing it, but in such a small scale that it's not really... Even though... Yeah, we, I literally saw somebody talking about this exact thing, and it was like they've gotten 2% of what they, they want to get done. Oh, no, it was like 2% of the overall, but they wanted to get to 10% by, think, by the end of next year. Yeah. I can't remember what region that was now. Um mm. But it, yeah, it moves, it's moving slow. Like it seems, it'll probably kind of gear up. I'd say the more, the more, the more industry on banking and all mm. that gets, it is happening. They're getting behind all this green stuff. We just have to be careful. It's not like two things: a green wash and a green, yeah. another, a green monopoly. Yeah, that's it. Like a monopoly is when, like, it's in, it's in, it's in the hands of a few basically, and there's a lot, a lot other people are just left to deal with it. In other words, yeah. on you know. Um, so let me see technological upgrades there's lots of them coming there is more efficient filters for you know filtering the air um oh there's a really interesting one which is um basically it takes the heat from the shower water running down the drain and reintroduces it back into the heater for your shower well, so that like the lost heat is then being refiltered back in to save on energy. That was something I was wondering about actually. Yeah. Like, yeah, is there anything you can do with the hot water that goes down your sink? I'm sure there is. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the 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 um the the data centers, um, the one in Tala is being is pumping out the hot water from cooling everything to heat homes and to heat the hospital. Apparently, mm. this is the new plan. Like. Hey Chris, we're doing long form today. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's keep going because you know I just realised we're gonna like we need we need a little bit extra anyway for mm. the weekend, so we can keep going for a little bit. Yeah. Let's say another five ten minutes. Maybe. So I mean that's an interesting one. Mm. Is like it's taken away some of the impact of the data centres, mm. but um, I mean like they're quite large. I mean they should be covered in solar panels. Yeah. You know they're not pretty buildings. It's not like. It's not like going down to the GPO and covering it in solar pa panels. That'd be a completely different story. But if you covered all the 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 you know the uh, local health centres, which are just basically prefabricated buildings with flat roofs, mm. if you covered that in like you know solar panels and a few small windmills, you could be helping out that way as well. Yeah, yeah. Or the exercise equipment in the parks. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Why aren't we doing that? Yeah, that'd be... Put little turbines in it. You could even set... You know, there's probably kind of some kind of... 
uh, there's a reason it hasn't been done yet I suppose I don't. I, I wouldn't object to that nobody thought about it well, nobody's been forced to use it either that'd be kind yeah. of different you know yeah. what I mean if it was like well if you had a thing where you had an account and you put your account number in and even, then, if, even if you're only charging your phone wouldn't that yeah. be something like oh yeah and yeah. that'd be so easy yeah you're talking like five quids worth of equipment there listen I bet you I guarantee if we just if we, I'm not going to google it right now but like I'm sure there's probably places doing that I wonder Denmark might be one that's probably yeah, doing possibly. it already like I know there's one country, um, I can't remember where it is, where uh, the homeless people are actually generating a lot of electricity because they get paid for it. Well, that's what I'm kind of, that's yeah. where I'm kind of like, whoa. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, in some ways, it could be a good system to get money into people's hands who need it most. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not being exploited, if you're paying a proper rate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm not talking about locking people into hamster wheels. No. <laughs> I'll draw the line of hamster wheels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wasn't that? I was probably, that was an episode of Black Mirror at one stage, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they did that kind of yeah. kind of thing. So let's see what else. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, I suppose we could we 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 could kind of let people know we 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 we've been saying. Oh yeah, special announcement about the new schedule. I already did that, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, at you did. Yeah. At the start of the show, the other the other nice announcements are like we said, we got we got some great guests coming up, guys, between now and the new oh, year. Oh yeah. Yeah, really interesting stuff and stuff that's kind of going to cover like stuff not going on locally, more more so globally. Mm. Uh, so we're really excited about that. Um, I'm sure global is new local. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, look. Getting something live on the air here now. No, that's something else. Never mind about that. Yeah. Um, so I think we can wrap it up, Chris. Anything else you want to kind of mention? No, there's a few things, but I think we should keep them under our hats for now. You know, yeah. Build, build, build the suspense. Yeah, a little bit. Put in some dramatic pauses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing is, like, big congratulations to Carl Bourne, oh, yeah. who has won a spot in December's edition uh, from Astronomy Ireland magazine. Uh, one of his photos, they loved it, and they've they've awarded him a spot. Uh, in their magazine so you can learn more about that on our blog on the Can Projects website which you'll find the link in and the, the description and the exhibition and Carl Bourne has his exhibition up there as well uh, there's, a, there's a whole spread on it in the blog uh, but you'll also find lots of Carl's work on Instagram under Spaced Out of It or you can find links to his other stuff in his exhibition on the Can Projects website in the Link to Hope gallery so I'm going to pull up the old uh, bumper to bumper again here because for some reason even though I have it queued up, it decides, hey. It's, uh, it's a ghost a in the machine. So, yeah, uh, it's coming in there now, Chris. So, um, it's probably one we'll of the, you, you. It's probably one of the ghosts left over from Halloween. <laughs> oh, no, they're all gone. They're all gone. You got the vacuum to them. <coughs> Something like that, yeah. Okay, guys. Slang of foul. That's actually. Yeah, okay. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Hello, 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 and you're all very welcome to How the we Projects Podcast Live Stream News. How are you doing, Chris? Ooh. I'm grand, I'm grand. Good. Just 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 looking for a charger, you know? Yeah, <laughs> me too, actually, as it as 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 it happens. Um mm. so there was something really interesting in the news today that uh 
<laughs> finally, because mm. uh, it's been going that, on for like tw- what twenty one now. So twenty like ah, since two thousand and nine, brain maths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it has to do with the right to repair, which you might not not uh, know we're going to talk about because that's in the title. Um, but specifically, what's in the news at the moment um, is Apple um, are got a little slap on the wrist there, just a, just a little one uh, yeah. that they're, they're they're not happy about. Um, but I don't see why they would be happy about it. Um, because it, it cuts into their monopoly, you know. Yeah, well, that's what some people might say, isn't it, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's to do with their, is it the lightning bolt cable? The lightning ca- charger, yeah. Because um, yeah. we're moving towards a society now where the one charger will do all your devices. A yeah. common charger. A common charger, yeah. And like this was something that was supposed to come in a long time ago. Yeah, the initial things were signed in 2009. By Apple and uh, Huawei and Samsung and, but wasn't it, were... it, it, it? It's worth pointing out that they just they just signed signed a thing, acknowledging it. Basically, yeah. they didn't they didn't necessarily say they were in a rush to do anything about it. They just acknowledged yeah. that it's a bit of an issue. But, but I um, think Chris, we should kind of be fair to them and say that their 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 response to that was that if it, if they were to change over to this other thing, it would hmm. create even more waste. But to me, that doesn't make sense. I don't really see how how that computes because the figure that's out right now, um, and RTE and Sky News and everyone has reported on it that um, this could potentially save the consumer two hundred and fifty million or a quarter of yeah. a billion in one yeah. year is going down the sink because yeah. the, the the stuff hasn't... because of the sink cables. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I did, for me now, this is a bit of good news, isn't it, Chris? Oh, yeah. Well, for one, I mean, like, having one cable do everything means you don't have multiple cables plugged in all over the place, you know? Yeah. And people leave the chargers plugged in, and there's constantly a little bit of power flow going to them yeah. because they're plugged in. Yeah, exactly. So it will save on energy waste. It should save on, like, the amount of cables going into, like, you know, like it should save in quite a few different areas, you know. Yeah. Um, but also it'll be a lot easier to find the charger. <laughs> that too, yeah. Yeah. But what well, a figure! T- That's a staggering yeah. figure. Like, what could sure. what could we be doing with that money? Like, ah, oh, well, all if kinds you gave of me quarter of a billion. I I could do a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you know what though? Right, a lot of the companies have actually followed suit. Like, because I mean, back in two thousand and nine again. There was over there was around thirty different chargers. You know, you had like six or seven different sizes of pin charger, and you had like really long, wide ones for Samsung, and you know. Yeah, and the right to repair is a a topic yeah. that we're very uh, interested and passionate oh. about. And and so to, when we saw this in the news, I was like, okay, we're going to cover it. We don't always come on on Sunday and do a live stream. Wednesday is usually when we do a live stream, but we might yeah. pop in from time to time if we think there's something kind of interesting. If something, if something comes up and we, we, we have the time and the space. That's it. And, you know, for me personally now, it's something I'm delighted to see because back when I was in college, um, you know, I learned how to repair things and how to how to fix cables and how to solder things. Um, but now they don't really teach that anymore. They teach you how no. to code a mobile app, for example. Ah, oh, sure. And the cables, oh, well, sorry, Chris, the cables that are now out there on the market 
are if you try and repair them they will not be efficient anymore you're going to waste energy using the cable mm. because you're going to end up with a big chunky thing on on it that and you know um it just doesn't make a lot of sense i know we got to move forward in progress but i just the right to repair it should be a fundamental right actually in my oh opinion. yeah um like i mean i went looking for a belt for um a washing machine there a while ago yeah and I had to go to five or six different kind of parts places to get the belt for the washing machine I had. At the end because... of the day, isn't it a bit of a monopoly a lot of the time, these things? No, yeah. Which, like, like, isn't that kind of technically kind of illegal in some in, in some sense? It's technically, yeah. To like cartels are illegal. Un, like. Yeah. Un, un, unfair, um, uncompetitive business practices it falls under, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And like back to Apple again, you know, um, they would not necessarily say that they're involved in that. But as far as I can see, a lot of the stuff they do, they've really tried to corner the market a lot. Well, and... they've, they've, as part of the right to repair thing, they've been forced to allow you to get your phone repaired. Because previously, if you got an Apple device repaired, they'd have nothing to do with it any further. It was no longer considered to be an Apple device. Yeah. So anyone out there with an Apple who's not who who hasn't heard about this, probably a good time to go and, and check it out. Or anyone else who's not on yeah. Apple, you you'll probably be might be interested in that too. And we were looking during our research there, Chris, before we came on, you came across something very interesting that actually it was two Irish lads who looked like they started this movement. Mm. Is that right? Or they were they were right at the front of it. They might yeah, not yeah. have been the first ones, but they were they no. were doing it early on. Yeah. And uh Another, we're not sure about this, but they're, they they also have the surname O'Sullivan, and we're gonna we don't know if it's the same O'Sullivan as Jack that we have coming in from Zero Waste. Mm. Um, but we are gonna try and get in touch with those guys and see if they'd be interested in talking about any of this stuff because oh, yeah. it's a huge uh, topic. It's and it's great to well, finally see some some traction on it. Like when I was a kid, we were constantly repairing stuff in our house. You know, constantly changing belts on washing machines or and. Uh, we hardly ever threw anything away. Like nowadays, if like the slightest fault happens in some piece of technology, it's it's pretty much ready for the bin. Like, mm. well, I mean, because... as well, you know, like I don't mind mentioning company names if it's true, and uh, well, I won't. So I thought maybe I shouldn't without mm. without actual stuff in front of me that I can reference. I won't mention mm. specific companies, but the electronics game um, in the last twenty thirty years, I am. Um, the products, consumer products that have been put out there are manufactured from the ground up to to essentially have built-in redundancy. It, they can A lot of them cannot be repaired. Yeah. The only way to repair it is to break the thing, in fact. Yeah. Like, I had I, I, had, I had a hi-fi there a good few years ago, and, um, like, basically, it was just one wire had burnt off. Like, you know, the solder had melted for some reason. Mm. But by the time I got to that wire... I'd broken through so many other parts that it would have been like pointless to try and replace it. Like now, I'm not know. saying maybe you know there's an argument that like well they just built it that way because that makes the most amount of sense for production and all that kind of thing. But I don't know. Does it really make all that much sense to, to no. not be able to fix things? I mean, it makes sense if if your prime objective is to hmm. make lots of money. But there's some other interesting things as well. They have to make parts available for a minimum of ten years now. Yeah, that's so when you buy something, it's it's it has it can't become obsolete for at least ten years. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, great. But also, um, as a um, they also have to put an estimate for how long it should last 
like without being the warranty like oh listen the first mini disc player i had okay hmm. it literally like i was really lucky but the warranty was like 18 months or something like that 17 and a half months into having the thing yeah. it broke and i was able to send it to them but like they have the thresholds for that thing like so fine like yeah super super fine like so yeah that's an, i hadn't heard that chris 10 mm-hmm. years yeah 10 years yeah and this is an eu directive and <laughs> um apple are not happy about it so yeah uh, no. we'll come back with well, this is probably a story we might yeah. come back to as it develops i suppose but oh yeah i think chris for now is there anything else you want to get into there um, oh, another thing that they have to do is they have to increase the durability of parts. They're, like, there's a there's a move to remove a lot of the plastic parts as well. Like, you know, the little plastic cogs in, say, sewing machines to replace them with a metal cog because the plastic cogs just snap into nothing. Like, Yeah, and they're not good for the environment either. Like, No, they're not. Um, plastic is something we're going to come back to. I, I found it interesting there. We were doing a bit of research on plastic mm. and it's 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 one of the it's one thing that we produce that basically kind of goes against nature nature because mm-hmm. anything else in nature can all break down yeah it all breaks down um and is and is biodegradable plastic is one thing and we're we're the only species on this planet that is doing that mm. producing something that cannot be broken down there's new technologies coming on the market that um we'll, we'll come back to this but there, there is new kind of stuff new plastics um but i mean weren't, like we, the, weren't we told like 30 years ago that the plastics we're using now we're, we're safe to, yeah. to use so we'll see how that one plays out anything else chris no no that's about it for now i mean this is going to be a, a short a short and sweet uh release you know <laughs> Yeah, and let's hope that we get a short and sweet release from uh, the non-right to repair, okay? And um, no, yeah, heavily advocate that. This yeah. is an area that we kind of really uh, highlight. So that's it, guys. Happy Sunday. Happy live stream Sunday. And uh, we've got lots of really um, exciting stuff coming up. Um, you're going to like it. Uh, so, guess what I didn't do, Chris? Did you, did... What didn't you do? Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I forgot about our outro, but sure. Uh, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll fake it. Look, we'll do waving, waving, and we'll make mouth music. The ground. Do do boop 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 boop. That's Power Rangers. <laughs> hey guys, thanks so much. Keep well. Guys. Much love. You back. Welcome back to not the Con Channel. It's the Can Projects Podcast. Whoopsie! <laughs> Sorry, we're still getting oh, well. used. We're still getting used to this studio here at the moment. Yeah, you see, the problem is we get it really good, and then we go, you know what would be better, and then fiddle around with it <laughs> and make it better.
we make it better, yeah, but sometimes we make it, you know, make little oopsies when we change the system that bit. Yeah, it's okay. Oopsies are, oopsies are okay in my book. Oh, yeah. So today, Chris, we're going to talk, we're going to do, again, not a deep dive, we're going to do, this is going to be a brief show where we're going to talk a little bit about sustainability and the environment because we've got a guest coming in soon um, who's going to talk about waste and zero waste and the circular economy. And this is an area that we're going to give a lot of uh, coverage on um, and that and including environmental issues. We just did a little talk there about wellness and we do see the environment and wellness as heavily, heavily connected. Kind of the same thing, really. Yeah, they're heavily heavily connected. So um, that's why we're going to cover this. And during our research, we found some really interesting stuff um, that are kind of, uh, would be, you could do a whole other thing on on, on covering. Oh, yeah. Um, So... I saw some really interesting stuff in the news that caught my eye. Okay. And what did that you sent me off. A solar powered car that produces more energy than it uses. Than it uses, yeah. That was from the same team that made the solar powered uh, camper van as well, wasn't it? Yeah. It, they're, uh, was, they just, they're Dutch, I think. Was that right? Yeah. 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 That was in your own news this week. Hmm which aren't terribly well known for their sunshine. So for like a solar powered vehicle to work over there, it must be a very good solar powered vehicle. Yeah. You know? it's, yeah. It's cool. It's really Because um, the camper van, well, got 172 miles to a day's charge. It was pretty, it was pretty impressive. Like, hmm. Well, actually, I've got a, I've actually, I've got a picture over here. I'll tell you. We'll, we'll, uh, that's our lovely oh. website, by the way, if you'd like to um, check us out. You yeah, because there's us. lots more on the website. Um, we, we have a great astrophotography ex- exhibition at the moment, and we have an up-and-coming Be Now exhibition. Yeah, oh, that's gonna... underwater impeller turbines, isn't it? Oh, sorry, yeah, we're going to go to that next. Sorry, this is the... Um... That's the car there. That's their car. Yeah, that's their car. Yeah, look streamlined anyway. You know, very little wind resistance on that. Yeah. I wonder, but, uh, yeah. I wonder, will we be seeing many more of them? It looks like we will. Hopefully. Because, yeah, like, I mean, the current system, to get back onto topic, is not sustainable. We know that. No. It's not sustainable. No. No, okay. there is now, other alternatives out there which might exactly. be useful as well. Well, that's it. And I don't, um, just because I'm saying it's not sustainable doesn't mean I think we need to scrap the whole thing either, okay? That's not what I'm saying. No. What I'm saying is, is that there's lots of other options out there and we seriously need to look at them. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, in terms of, like, diesel vehicles, right, they can be converted over to LPG or biomethane. Because, um, like, an electric vehicle for, like, transport, like, for trucks and things, isn't terribly practical. Because there's a diminishing returns on the battery size. Because the heavier the vehicle, the more power it needs, the bigger the battery the more weight there is, the less range there is. Yeah. That's so it. other things like, you know, biodiesel and LPG and that'd be good for kind of the interim or even um, the hydrogen vehicles is really exciting to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't meet the, the Dublin bus here in Ireland. Just got its first uh, hydro bus en route. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was one down the country as well, has a route as well. Um I think it was in Turles or something like that. 
So to explain, Chris, to anybody who might may not have heard of um, hydro uh, electricity, how does that work? Well, basically, right, when you combine things together or separate them, energy is released. Um, in the body, like adrenaline triphosphate breaks into adrenaline diphosphate and that sets off energy. What the hydrogen car does is it takes hydrogen and bonds it with oxygen, producing water, and it uses that to produce the energy. Yeah. So the only emission that this vehicle would have is water. <laughs> so it's what you yeah. can call a clean resource, energy resource effectively. Yes. Um, now, making hydrogen isn't 100% clean yet, but there's some exciting mm. technology on the horizon for making cleaner hydrogen. Yeah, and that's only the stuff we're hearing about. There's lots of stuff we haven't no. heard about yet as well, I'm sure. Um, they're using they're using a solar panel to make the cleaner hydrogen yeah. as part of its process. So they're producing electricity and hydrogen. <laughs> and then to kind yeah. of to kind of turn that on its head a little bit, we were we were looking up. Well, what are the what are the wasteful industries? And top of the list, guess what? Surprise, surprise is the batteries that we're using. Is is mm. they're incredibly bad for the environment because they use toxic chemicals. That yeah. end up in landfill, basically, is it? Yeah. Most and of it ends up in no, landfill, Chris. Is that? I'm not off on that, am I? Not as bad as it used to be. Yeah. Because there's a lot of battery recycling initiatives. And some of them are really good. Like the Laura Lynn Foundation, you can donate your batteries to them and they get the money that's produced from recycling the battery. Right. They also do a phone recycling program as well because phones are pretty like bad for carbon footprints. That's yeah, why you should probably keep your phone as long as possible. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, funny enough, you you mentioned that because the batteries now are usually the first thing to go in. Um, yeah. In the phones, the the new batteries. What are they? The lithium ion is that what we're lithium using? Lithium ion. Yeah. 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 Um, there is some research into a sodium battery, so that's using salt. Wow. And that shows some promising results because it retains what they have so far retains the energy for longer. And it's more efficient. A lot less. Yeah, and there's a lot less degradation of the battery from recharging. Yeah, yeah. And uh, was there something I was going to mention there? What was it? Um, oh, it'll come back to me. I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, that was there was there was the fuel. Fuel was top of the list as a wasteful industry, and yeah. agriculture came into that. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then the other one was the fashion industry. So a good hmm. way to do good where you kind of go, oh, the fashion industry, why, why would that be? Well, it's because they want to put out as much, as often as they can. Yeah. With no, with, but also with, a lot of the processes they use involve a lot of toxic chemicals and a lot of, you know, um, yeah, well, it's kind of geared towards the idea that you know you need a new, you need a new this or a different color. This is yeah. the color that's in this season, you know. Yeah. This yeah. stuff like oh, um, you know, I mean, like, didn't we have the water car back in the eighties, and that technology just kind of disappeared? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also a man for it. They have to work harder for for yeah. oh, when they were showing off new technologies. Anyway, yeah. and like we said, we'll be coming back to the topic of zero waste. We did promises last week that we'd be getting to that soon and we will be. Um, we've got some great uh, information and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and, you know, I encourage you to go and take a look yourself as well because there's plenty of info out there. Oh, there's so many resources to look at. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, keep uh. well.